Well, welcome back to Eden Chapel Devotions. I'm Sam Mitchell, and we are currently in day number 11. And today we're going to be in Genesis chapters 32 through 34, and we're going to see Jacob finally returning home and all the drama that comes with that, because as we know, Esau, not his biggest fan, right? I mean, dude stole his birthright and his blessing and then took off. But then we get probably the strangest, weirdest wrestling match in ever history. I don't know. It's crazy. Dude wrestled with God. And then we see him and Esau reunited and it goes pretty well. But then we see Jacob not do what he tells his brother he will do and instead go a different way. And then finally we get this horribly wicked story in the end where we see Jacob's daughter Dinah is defiled and that her brothers Simeon and Levi just go absolutely crazy and slaughter and murder and sell. And we get the repercussions of all that. And so we're we're just going to dive right in today and we see uh, at the start of chapter 32, Jacob is preparing to journey home, but this does bring about the drama. He sends a messenger ahead to Esau and he's like, hey, bro, I've got livestock and, you know, I've got all this from sojourning in the land of Laman and uh, I've come so that I may find favor in your sight. And so he's sucking up to big brother. Uh, and the messenger comes back and he's like, hey, Jacob, we saw your brother Esau and he's coming out to meet you. And there's 400 men with him. Jacob, it says uh, in verse seven, was greatly afraid and distressed, which you can imagine why that doesn't sound like a welcoming party. That sounds like an army. And so he divides up his people into two camps because if Esau comes to one camp and attacks it, the other one can't escape. And Jacob ends up pleading with God. You know, we see in verse 11, please deliver me from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him that he may come and attack me uh, and the, the mothers and my children. But you said, I will surely do good and make your offspring as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. And so he's kind of going to God. And he's like, hey, you have given a promise to me. You've given a blessing to me and I'm just making sure, Hey, that we're still good on that. Right. But because, you know, Jacob's a planner and he wants to make sure things go his way. He starts making sure he gets some presents together for his brother Esau. You know, it says he gets 200 female goats and 20 male goats to And just all the things, you know, ready. And he instructed the droves to go out one after another to his brother. And when he encountered him, say that they belong to, uh, your servant Jacob. And so he's calling himself already Esau's servant. And this is all in hopes that Jacob may appease him is what verse 20 tells us. And that when he sees Jacob's face, that he will, that Esau would accept him. And so then we get to this crazy story in verse 22, where we see Jacob sends ahead his servants and he sends ahead his family, but yet he remains. Verse 24 makes it clear. And Jacob was left alone. And we begin to be introduced to this man who wrestled with him until the breaking of day. And when the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket and Jacob's hip was 
put out a joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go for the day has broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And then he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the name of this place Penel, saying, for I have seen God's faith. God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. And so we get this crazy story where Jacob is clearly stressed out about Esau and is, I don't know, worried about annihilation. And he's decided, I'm going to spend the night here, who knows, maybe praying to God once again, or maybe planning on how to deceive. But Either way, this guy rudely interrupts his night of planning and uh, decides to wrestle him. And at some point during this weird contest, Jacob realizes he's wrestling God. And God decides to end this match and he dislocates Jacob's hip and demands Jacob releases him. Obviously, as we know, Jacob says, not until you bless me. And this response clearly seems to please God. So he pronounces this blessing on Jacob that you shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel, uh, which means strives with God for you have striven with God and with man have prevailed. And what a weird story, but we see in this wrestling that Jacob in a night where he would be full of fear and desperation ends after this struggle with blessing and in a renewed faith, uh, and walking into meeting his brother Esau. And it's very interesting. God didn't just simply speak to Jacob in a dream or a vision as he had in other times. But God addressed this fear of Jacob by requiring him to wrestle with him all night. Something that none of us, I'm sure, are really wanting to sign up for with God. Like, we're not like, hey, God, I really need a blessing in my life. Will you come down and wrestle me? Like, we're like, hey, God, I really want to pray to you, and you just answer this prayer. But yet, here in this wrestling, God gives Jacob exactly what he needs. He gives him his blessing. So we get to the next part of the story where Jacob finally meets Esau face to face, and we see, spoiler alert, that his favorite child is Joseph, uh, born to him by Rachel, and that as he prepares to go out, he put the servants with their children in the very front, then Leah with her children, and then Rachel and Joseph last of all. And he goes on before him, and he kneels before his brother, bowing before him. But, I, man, you got to love verse 4. And God just answering prayers and the blessing that has been bestowed upon Jacob. It says, But Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him, and they wept. And when Esau lifted up his eyes and saw the women and the children, he said, Who are these with you? Jacob said, The children whom God has graciously given your servant. And so we see that surely couldn't be what Jacob was expecting with all the deception he's done to Esau in the past. But Esau comes running to him. He kisses him. He weeps with him. And then he's overjoyed to see the family that Jacob has. And so Jacob... uh 
tries to give stuff over to Esau. He says to find favor in the sight of my Lord. But Esau says, I have enough, my brother. Keep what you have for yourself. And Jacob pleads with him, please accept my blessing that is brought to you because God has dealt gracious with me and because I have enough. And thus he urged Esau and Esau took it. And then we get to the rest of the story where Esau's like, let me journey on our way. Let us journey on our way and I will go ahead of you. But Jacob ends up saying, you know, the children are tired. The livestock are tired. I'll travel with them. But you go on ahead. You know, you walk at your pace. We'll walk at our pace and we'll all go to the same place together and we'll just catch up. And so Esau's like, let me leave some people with you. Uh, who are with me, but he's like, what need is there? Let me find favor, uh, favor in your sight. And so we see Esau returns on his way. And then we see Jacob goes a different way. It says he traveled to Succoth, which I don't know if that was just the way of being funny and being like, hey, Jacob deceives once again. So we're going to call this place Succoth. I don't know. I'm kidding. That's a terrible attempt at a joke. But either way, we see Jacob comes safely to the city and in the land of Canaan, and he camps there, and and we see doesn't travel with Esau. Then we end our time today in this just terrible story of the daughter of Jacob, Dinah. And we see that verse 2 tells us that Shechem, the son of Hamor, the prince of the land, saw her, Dinah, and seized her and lay with her and humiliated her, and that his soul was drawn to her. And so Jacob hears about this, and his sons were with his livestock in the field, and so Jacob holds his peace until they came, and but then Hamor, the father of Shechem, went out to Jacob to speak with him. And the sons of Jacob had come from the field as soon as they heard. And they're, you know, just ready to fight and destroy. But Hamor spoke with them, saying, The soul of my son longs for your daughter. He wants her. Give me your bride price, and we will give it to you. We'll give you a great one. And the sons of Jacob answer Shechem and his father Hamor deceitfully. Uh, and they're like, Well, for her to be with you you all have to be circumcised because she cannot be with uncircumcised people. And so their words are pleasing to them. Uh, we will not delay. We will, not only will this be done to us, but it will be done to the whole city. And so this begins to happen, but we get in verse 25. On the third day when they were sore, two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Donna's brothers, took their sword and came against the city while it felt secure and killed all the males. They killed Hamor and his son Shechem with the sword and took Dinah out of Shechem's house and went away. The sons of Jacob came up, came upon the slain and plundered the city because they had defiled their sister. They took their flocks and their herds, their donkeys and whatever was in the city and in the field, all their wealth and all their little ones and their wives, all that was in the houses, they captured and plundered. And so we see they feel like they are repaying what was done to their sister that he had defiled her so they decide they will kill every male in the city they will take everything that belonged to the city and they will plunder it all and we really just see the wickedness of humanity here and ultimately we see 
what Jacob thinks of this in Genesis chapter 49, when he's blessing all his sons, it says in verse five, Simeon and Levi are brothers, weapons of violence are their swords. Let my soul come not into their counsel. And we see what Jacob thought of this in verse 30. He said to Simeon and Levi, you have brought trouble on me by making me stink to the inhabitants of the land saying, my numbers are few, and if they gather themselves against me and attack me, I shall be destroyed, both I and my household. But they say back to him, should he treat our sister like a prostitute? And so we see this act of returning evil for evil and really just what mankind has fallen into of repaying one act of evil with another over and over and over again. So I know that is a whole lot today, but... My encouragement does want to come from the story of Jacob wrestling with God and is that God will certainly meet us in our anguish and our fear and our uncertainty, but he may not meet us with what we may expect or desire that our greatest ally in God may come looking to wrestle with us. And so are we ready to keep wrestling with God, knowing that he will bless us and that ultimately anything he does with us is for our own good thank you all so much for listening in today and i hope this blesses you all